CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This election, Chicago voters are casting a ballot on much more than the president of the United States. Some of the races we will be voting on include the Cook County State's attorney, over 60 judges, our water reclamation district commissioners, and changes to our taxes. With all of these races, candidates, and issues, casting an informed ballot can seem like a challenge. But Chicago Votes, a nonpartisan organization, is here to provide you with information on the candidates and issues on the ballot. Their 2020 voter guide is available digitally at chicagovotes.com and chicagoreader.com. Pull it up on your laptop. Take it with you into the voting booth on your phone and feel confident in knowing who and what you are voting for. ChicagoVotes.com. So ladies and gentlemen, this interview is just imagine this. If we had John L. Lewis with us on the show, okay? <laughs> I got an old friend of mine, uh, a veteran of many union movements who actually built a union. Now watch, as soon as I say that, he's going to... Uh, qualify it and take issue with that statement. But this man <laughs> built a freaking union. His name is Keith Kelleher from SEIU, uh, Healthcare Illinois. Welcome to the show, Keith. Thank you, Ben. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, so you're not going to take issue with me and having built the union? Yeah, no. I mean, I had a part in it. I ain't going to lie. And I was one of the founders. But, you know, it's a little much to say I did it myself. But uh, I was definitely a founder and was there at the beginning, there at the birth, 1983. Wow. Just imagine that, ladies and gentlemen, young Keith Kelleher, nothing but <laughs> dark in his hair, coming to Chicago from Detroit and wow. uh, shows up and starts working in the union movement. Uh, he was on the show a long time ago when I, before I was fired. I think you were at the radio station, weren't you? Yeah, right? I actually yeah. went to your station out on the northwest side there. Yeah, and there's, by the way, I do not blame Keith for me getting fired, but it, <laughs> it was shortly thereafter that I got fired. It had nothing to do with Keith's I had nothing to do show. with it. Um, Keith is here to talk fair tax. We're going to talk about Supreme Court Justice uh, Tom Kilbride, Thomas Kilbride, I should say. But mainly, we're going to talk about the efforts to defeat the fair tax and uh, to unseat state uh, Supreme Court Justice Tom Kilbride. Uh, Keith Kelleher, uh, as a union activist and a union leader, has been battling some of the same forces in Illinois politics for many years. And Keith, they're coming back with a vengeance on sure uh, these two campaigns. There's a I lot mean, actually, of stake. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, actually, there's a, there's a, a connection between the two because uh, once we win the fair tax, you know, they could try to stop it at the state Supreme Court, right? They could try to go in and uh, say, it's, oh, it's unconstitutional or something, you know, which they did in 1932 when they first voted in a progressive income tax in Illinois. And they went to the Supreme Court and the state Supreme Court said it was unconstitutional. Um, so, you know, they could, try to, they could try to do that again if uh, there's not a Democratic majority with Kilbride. All right, let's, uh, let's take it 
uh, point by point. Okay. Um, and let's start with the fair tax. We talk a lot about the fair tax uh, on our show, but Keith, why don't you just tr- explain to people what the fair tax is, what the initiative is, what it would do, and why it's so important. Go ahead. Okay. Well, the fair tax, as it states, would make the, uh, the Illinois state income tax system a fairer one. Uh, right now, it's a flat tax which means everyone is taxed at the same rate, which I believe now is 4.95. And uh, what this would allow, and the only thing that this allow is that it changes the rates for upper income people. All this other crap you're hearing on TV and everything is wrong. It is only change the rates for people uh, above $250,000 or businesses above $250,000 in profit. So, um, to clarify that first. But the reason we need it is because in Illinois, there's a structural problem in our budget and we do not have enough income. It is an income problem, whereas the Republicans and some Democrats will say, oh no, we have a spending problem. No, we have an income problem because the rich do not pay their fair share. And so for the last 50, 60, 70 years, it has actually been the low paid uh, and middle class uh, taxpayers who actually are subsidizing the rich people. Okay. And if you look at, you know, the actual percentage that people pay by income class, the rich people are overwhelmingly uh, pay less. Like they pay about 7% of their income in state and uh, federal taxes, uh, state taxes in Illinois. And poor people pay for people under 21,000 pay over 14%. People over 546,000 only pay like 7.4%. It's almost double what low-income people pay compared to what rich people pay. Wait, so let's do that again because a lot of times when numbers get thrown at people, uh, they they blink and they don't hear it. Okay. So what the, it's the categories are tw- people making $21,000 a year. Is that what you said? Yeah, 21, people 000? making 21000 a year or less, they pay 14.4% in current state and local taxes in Illinois. Okay. Of their income goes to taxes. Of their income goes to taxes. Got it. And, and when you look at the top 1%, which Illinois, Illinois the top 1% is 537000 and above. Mm-hmm. So that's 537,000 above. They only pay 7.4%. So the group that pays the most taxes out of all the income groups are the lowest income group. Yeah. They pay 14.4%. And then the very, some would call them ultra wealthy pay only 7.4%. Yeah. So not and only some they- of them pay nothing. I mean, you know, they have yeah. tax write-offs and. Well, Donnie Trump. Yeah. Look at Donald Trump. Look, you know, I would same thing with this guy Griffin, who's you know spending what now fifty five million dollars on this to beat this. You know, yeah. I I wonder what he actually pays. I saw some in the paper last week where one of his people said, "Oh, he pays over a hundred million in Illinois." State. Well, let's see your taxes. <laughs> if that's the case, Mr. Griffin, let's see your taxes. I think anybody who finances these lion commercials on TV should be forced to show their taxes just like we do in political campaigns and the candidates show their taxes. It should be the same thing as these initiative campaigns, especially tax related initiative campaigns. They should have to show their taxes and how much income they came in and actually what they spent in state income tax. Cause, cause I would like to see what all these um, sharks mm-hmm. who are back in this vote no campaign, the Ken Griffins, 
the uh, Ryans from Aon, the U-Lines, you know, all of them. The guy who owns WeatherTech, what's his name? Dick does it McNeil, I think his name is. Or? Yeah. I can't all of them should show their taxes. And what do they pay in state income tax? You know, uh, how much do they pay compared to what regular people pay? As a, And especially as... I'm sorry, that's the guy's name. You know, what What does he pay? How much does he pay? Is he paying as much as the working person, the essential workers, who are many of them are in these lower income classes who are paying 14, 15% of their income? You know, they're the ones that are keeping the economy going right now. Mm-hmm. So... That's and anyway, I got well, off a little, but that's that's one of the things I wanted to make a point I wanted to make was that these guys could show how much are they actually paying, you know, and why they need to pay more. Right, if they're paying a hundred million like they claim, they should be paying more because they're not paying enough. I do not believe he's paying a hundred million dollars in state I don't taxes. That's, I don't I, that's, it. it was just something, and I think it was in the Sun Times. I think it was after some childcare providers did a, a demonstration at his office, and he claimed that he was paying a hundred million in taxes. You know, I I, I got to see that. Well, you know, there's a lot of uh, sort of. Uh, playing with figures with these things like when uh, Donald yep. Trump is criticized uh, Mike Pence at the debate said oh he pays tens of millions of dollars in taxes I'm like come on Donnie doesn't pay Donnie was probably mad when he said it because he, <laughs> he doesn't want people to think he's hey suckers pay taxes no I right. mean, exactly and and speaking of Trump all these clowns that are back in the vote no they're all mega donors to, to Trump every single one of them is you that you, is Kenny G a uh, mega donor? I do not know if I just don't well, know actually, the answer. You know on Kenny G, I'm not sure, but definitely this guy McNeil. You know the U lines, a lot of them. All right, let's discuss before he, we go into. The, not, I know Kenny G did not support Barack when he ran in 2012. He gave money to uh, Romney. Romney. All right. Uh, so before we get into uh, what you alluded to as uh, the line commercials, mm-hmm. uh, and we have our favorite, which we will play, and they get you to analyze uh, the so-called Phyllis commercial. Uh, before we get to the Phyllis commercial, uh, talk about, in your humble opinion, why uh, the the well-to-do are so adamant to defeat the fair tax. In your humble opinion, Keith Kelleher, why are they kicking in this money? Um, to defeat this initiative? Because they know they've been getting away with murder for the past 10, 20, 30 years, not paying their fair share. And they know that when it goes up, even the small amount, actually relatively small amount, about 3% is all that's going to go up on them. Just because that's going to be so much money to them, they do not want to pay their fair share. But as a percentage of income, it is nothing. It is nothing. Um, I don't know if you saw, uh, from, I think you've had Amisha Patel from the Grassroots Collaborative on your show. Yeah, several yeah. times. She's um, written an article, I didn't know if you saw, but in this month's In These Times, and it has that Illinois is the 15th wealthiest state in the country, but it's 43rd in spending on education, healthcare, and human services, 43rd, okay? And this Institute on Taxation, and this is in the article that Marisha did, they just did a study looking at the current flat tax structure, and they found that if the graduated tax, they're calling it the 
a massive racialized wealth transfer from the poorest workers to the ultra rich. The flat tax, the current flat tax is a massive racialized wealth transfer from the poorest workers to the ultra rich. They found that if the graduated rates proposed in the fair tax have been in place for the last 20 years, the wealthiest 3% would have paid 27 billion more Mm. in taxes over that period. 27 billion more in taxes, and that black and Latinx workers making under $250,000 would have paid $4 billion less. Mm. $4 billion less. So it's actually, as Amisha calls it, a legalized racist wealth transfer to the rich, and it has resulted in deepened poverty through wealth extraction from black and brown communities. Mm. So I mean, that says it all. They're going to have to pay. They've already gotten away with not paying $27 billion that they should have been paying. They're getting away with not paying $27 billion, which could have funded, you know, our schools, right? That's the first thing they always say, oh, we have no money. We got plenty of money in Illinois. It's just at the wrong places, and it's the ultra-wealthy who are not paying their fair share. So I think that's what, to answer your question, that's why they don't want to pay more, Mm -hmm. right? Because... They know $27 billion in the last 20 years going forward, it's going to be a lot more, you know, and it should be. I actually think $27 billion is actually cheap for these guys. When you look at the wealth that they have, they are getting away with economic murder in this state right now. All right. So uh, so they're investing a significant amount of money uh, mm-hmm. in commercials uh, in order to defeat an initiative that would cost them more money down the road. So effectively, mm-hmm. it's an investment uh, to uh, uh, limit the amount of money they pay in taxes. They're putting up money now to avoid having to spend money later. They're giving money to people who make commercials as opposed to spending more in taxes to help the uh, citizenry of the state of Illinois. That's effectively mm-hmm. what they're doing. Right. All right, and so one of the products of their investment is a commercial that we've been uh, having a lot of fun with on our show, uh, Keith. It's mm. <laughs> I, I almost <laughs> uh, well, this, like we call it the Phyllis commercial, oh, so Phyllis, named for Phyllis, uh, who's a retiree from Park Ridge. Uh, who's I, I don't know who wrote the script, uh, but it's I, it may have been uh, Ernest Hemingway or uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald because it's pure fiction. And uh, so uh, we uh, will play this clip, our okay. favorite Phyllis commercial, and then get your commentary. Go ahead, okay. Dean. Springfield politicians, they promise they won't tax retirement income if their constitutional amendment passes, but their measure lets them increase income taxes on every group of taxpayers, including retirees. Even our state treasurer said so publicly. The truth is, nothing in the constitutional amendment protects retirement income from being taxed. So, we could trust the politicians to be fair to taxpayers or vote no. All yeah. right, Phyllis, go ahead. Respond <laughs> to Phyllis, who believes anything no, they put in front of her. The biggest, no offense to Phyllis, you know, I'm sure she's a very nice person, but uh, that is the biggest bunch of horse poop I have heard in my life. If you look at this, I mean, everyone can read it. It's on your, you know, it's on your ballot. Everyone can read it. It's online. You can see it. There is not a word about taxing retirement income. There's no backdoor taxing retirement income. The only thing this does is allow state government to raise taxes on the wealthy. And that is 
all it says and that's all it's going to do and it should do is raise taxes on the wealthy so the, all these commercials about taxing retirement income it's a bunch of horse manure <laughs> so you know next time you see that you know just think ken griffin next time you see that think this guy uh, uh ryan these billionaires who are funding this thing, that's the only thing that they want to do is avoid paying taxes. That's all they want to do. They always talk about, oh, you know, they're such corporate citizens. They donated, you know, $10 million to pave the lakefront trail. Well, that's great. My opinion is they should do $50 million. You know, I mean, the money they have, they should be paying a lot more in donations for the things they donate to, and they should be paying a lot more in taxes. Actually, I must take issue with the mm-hmm. Lakefront Trail for a brief moment. I think it was <laughs> far too wide. Uh, <laughs> just saying, Kenny G, I'm just saying, you know, that's yeah. a different subject for a different time, but as a guy who used the lake, too wide, ate up too much terrain on the lakefront <laughs> with concrete. You're not supposed to put right. the concrete on like that. I mean, when you, you mentioned the lakefront thing, that's kind of a, a bee in my bun. It is. Well, say. that's the other thing, too, is like, you know, one storm and the thing will be gone. Yeah. Know? But Keith, uh, this is the thing. I mean, that's just a blatant lie. I know. The Phyllis it's commercial. Total lie. It's, it's just a total, total and lie. That's all they've been doing. The whole campaign is lying. It's all lying, you know? So, um, you know, it's just uh, so typical of, of what the right wing Trumpers and Republicans that are backing this do is they just lie and they just keep repeating the lie, the lie, the lie, you know? And, uh, you know, so, you know, the, the only thing is that we have on our side is the truth, right? Which is the rich don't pay enough and the rich need to pay more. And, uh, anybody over $250,000 can afford to pay more and should pay more. All right. And, uh, especially Kenny G and his band of uh, Republican henchmen. All right, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. I'll ask you about the effectiveness of campaigns. Get your thoughts on this. So I'm concerned that the Phyllis commercial uh, will impede the uh, the referendum. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's absolutely crucial that we pass this just in terms of financing state government. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we can finance state government with a regressive tax when you're leaning so heavily into people who can least afford to pay it. It makes no freaking sense. That's right. part of the reason I'm so disappointed with the so-called good government community uh, that has uh, either oh hid under the table or undercut the fair tax. But they, so they are, you know, don't get me started. We'll Civic get the federation. Yeah. These guys, same thing with those guys, right? I'd like to see who's on the board. Of this is why I know who's on the board of the Civic Federation and all these other commercial clubs and all these other so-called, uh, what did you call them? They're called Good Government Association. We'll yeah, get to good that. Good Government Association. They've had the same argument for every year, which is, uh, you know, unions are too strong, especially public employee unions. Pensions are too rich. We have to cut, cut, cut. Same thing they say every year, the same thing. And who are they? The same people that are back in this initiative, right? The same people are giving the money uh, to these groups as the ones that are back in this, the backing the anti, uh, the vote no campaign. So, uh, you know, I, I, they are just getting away with, uh, um, you know, just lies upon lies upon lies. And uh, uh, thank God, you know, the, the, we have the people on our side. I mean, that's, that's the one thing, 
that's going to help us, that's going to have us win this thing is that we have the people on our side. I've been doing a lot of phone calling and texting as part of my um, just political work on the fair tax in Illinois and uh, getting a lot of great support. You know, I mean, the commercial, those bad commercials are having some effect, but um I still think we're going to win it. I think we're going right. to win it big. Well, let's talk about that. Uh, mm-hmm. The impact of the Phyllis commercial. What concerns me about it mm-hmm. is that because she made up this story, and again, it's made up, they're not taxing retirement income right not now. The state does not tax retirement income. Uh, my concern is that some retirees mm-hmm. will vote no. They'll believe Phyllis. They won't believe Keith. Mm-hmm. And uh, they'll vote no. Uh, is are you concerned about that as well? Uh, I think so. I mean, I, I think the, uh, the the commercial have had some effect, right? But I think um, retirees know, especially many people now who have a pension, especially member many public employee retirees, right? That their uh, pensions, many of them are funded with state funds or local funds, and this is what's going to be needed to make ensure that we have the ability to have our first responders, to have our teachers and educators, to have school support staff, to have all of our uh, employees across the state getting a good pension, right? And uh, that's the other thing is that most people in the state want good pensions and think we need strong, good pensions. So I think this would be um, a great argument for the retirees, especially those who are on a pension, is that in order to keep those pensions going, we will need to have more funding for them. And the people who should pay for it should be the people who've been getting away with murder for the last 30 years, which is these actually last 50 years, 100 years, which is the rich in Illinois and the ones that are not paying their fair share. So um, that's what my response would be the, to retirees is that they should pay more. And you're right. You shouldn't pay more. They should pay more. It should be the people who are making out on us on taxes. And that is the rich and wealthy people in Illinois who are paying nothing. Mm. And uh, so what uh, when you when you make your phone calls and you, mm-hmm. you do your outreach, what, mm-hmm. what's the response you generally get? Oh, it's actually really good. I mean, anyone I talk to most nights I'll get, you know, if I'm doing phone calling, I'll get like 10 to 15. Yes. And maybe one. No. Right. If I'm doing texting, it's much faster. I did actually on, on Friday and it was going five to one. Yeah, and I was doing them in our ward, the 39th ward. It was five to one for the fair tax. And our ward is sort of a working class ward. It's about half uh, Latino, Asian, and about half ethnic white. And the conversations I have are great. People are like, yeah, these guys, you know, I can't believe it. This guy, Ken Griffin, you know. Um, <laughs> and it's really, uh, it's really got uh, legs. You know, people are, are really uh, voting big time for it. So that's been that's been my experience on it. Yeah, uh, the 39th ward that uh, Keith alluded to is on the northwest side of Chicago, and I like to do a contrast. Keith, mm-hmm. I've been making this prediction. Get your thoughts on it. Uh, I always comp- I usually I compare the 41st ward to the 42nd because there's just one number difference. Uh, but in fact, the 41st ward is on the northwest side as well, uh, not far from where you live, and the 42nd ward is the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. And my guess is, if I look think about Chicago that the um, fair tax will be very popular in the 39th ward mm-hmm. uh, and it will be very unpopular in the 42nd ward, which is the Gold Coast, which is where there's a lot of wealth. Where uh, 
I think Kenny G lives in the Gold Coast, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I think he's, uh, I think he's one of his many. He's got several uh, homes. Including, just bought a $265 million home in New York City. A new one? Or is yeah, that the well, old I one? The last I one. think it was in the last year. Yeah, last year. I was going to say, did I bought another one? Yeah, uh, it was, I think it was the largest real estate deal in New York City history. All right. So is that your sense of it? Uh, it'll be uh, the the base of popularity for this initiative will be in the wealthy wards like the 42nd. I, mean, uh, the, the somewhat, although I, I have to say, even in a lot of those wards, I have not been calling those wards myself, but just by, you know, anecdotally, you know, there are a lot of progressive people who, you know, I mean, look at JB. JB is saying, hey, I'm worth five million billion. I need to pay more, you know. It's not like there's not other people like that. I think even, I believe Bill Gates is on record for a progressive income tax. You know, I believe other wealthy, wealthy people are. It's just for some reason, at least these few wealthy people who are backing, and I do say few, it's only like five or 10 people that are given all this money to uh, uh, kill the fair tax. Uh, they're the only ones that are saying that they're uh, against it, you know? Um, but I think there are... So I think, yes, generally, probably the vote might be closer there. Uh, but I, I wouldn't I guess I, my point is I wouldn't write off all you know wealthy people. I think there are like people of conscience and people who are progressive and of goodwill who support this and would vote for it. I mean, I think there's another different thing on the campaign itself uh, that they don't have that we have. I mean, they'll have all this money for commercials and stuff. But I said earlier, we have the people. And by that, I mean not only in the people's hearts and especially when people uh, uh, hear about the fair tax, but we also have a people's organization through the collaborative and through lots of community groups and unions through the state that are calling their members uh, and working their networks. Uh, The grassroots collaborative has, you know, 10, 15, 20 uh, organizations, my own union, SCIU Healthcare Illinois, you got the Jane Addams Citizens uh, Senior Citizens Caucus. You got um, the Action Now, Brighton Park Community Council, United Working Families, um, the Logan Square Community Association, Neighborhood Association, the Coalition for the Homeless, uh, PPP in Peoria, and a lot of other groups across the state uh, are being mobilized with the Grassroots Collaboratives Campaign and the United Working Families to actually go out talk to their neighbors, either through phone call, text, uh, and get them to vote. And that's what these folks don't have. They have money, they have a lot of money, and they want to keep it. But what we have going on our side is the people. And we have not only the people in their hearts who believe in this, but also the people who are going out every day and doing these phone calls, doing the texting, um, and just passing out information to folks um, socially distanced to make sure that um, they don't believe the hype, all this uh, money being spent by the ultra wealthy in the state to basically lie, mm-hmm. lie, lie, lie into uh, trying to convince people, not even convincing people, they're just lying to them. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the difference in these two campaigns is theirs is a heavy, what they call air war with lots of commercials and things like that. They don't have people on the street. They don't have volunteers. They don't have folks like that because they are rich people and they don't have, I don't know, did you see that Kenny G uh, sent a letter to his Chicago area 
employees last week. Did you see that? Yes. What? <laughs> so uh, I, I didn't actually see the letter. I saw the article. About, oh yeah. my God. I didn't see the letter. I just read it in the article. What? Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a dork. You know, he's like, you know, and then this group came down and said that in our union with some childcare providers and a lot of the um, folks who uh, are paying the freight in Illinois, child care providers, essential workers, went down and did a car caravan around his headquarters to tell everybody that here's this guy who's making, 50, he's worth $15 billion, he makes several billion dollars every year, and he's not paying his fair share. And he just does this like, wow, 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 crybaby thing to his employees saying, I give money and I've done a lot for education at a... You know what he's but you know what he finances in education? What? Charter schools. Oh yeah. He finances I, I charter schools. There, yeah. I knew that's what that's here. the money he gives away. Yeah. He gives the money for charter schools, anything to bust unions. Yeah. I mean the guy is a virulent union buster. He's also close buddies with our, uh, the former governor, Bruce Rahner. Remember him? Yeah, oh yeah, I remember Bruce Rahner. Bruce Rahner, uh, the ruiner, we used to and, call him. Uh he and, ruined the state budget. This is the guy. He hangs out with and Ronner's is the same way. He's also bad mouthing the fair tax because he doesn't want to pay more because he's a multimillionaire. I don't think he's a billionaire yet, but he may be on the way. Uh, all right. So let's get bit to the uh, the uh, issues raised by the good government people. Uh, <laughs> government is what in quotes. Uh, my old friend Andy Shaw has written a couple okay. essays for the Chicago Tribune, which oh, uh, assailing it says in, in his good conscience, he can't vote for it, uh, Keith. Uh, because the state of Illinois uh, has not done enough uh, to root out corruption. I don't know if Andy has been reading the paper. Like, again, I don't know, Andy. I just, but if you look in the last several, how many, the hundreds of millions of billions of dollars, is he talking about they have to take, um, they have to cut first? Is that what he's saying? Yeah, he's saying that before he could go out, to the good people of Illinois who make a lot of money would see their taxes raised. Uh, he needs to assure them that the, the state of Illinois will clean up its ways. So he's thinking- You might want to look at the state budget of the last several years and, and under Ronner and the hundreds of millions, if not billions that have been cut from the state budget over the last 20, 20 or 30 years, it's been billions, it's definitely, if not tens of billions. And he wants more cut, you know, and we fought it every step of the way because we don't think they need to cut the budget. Actually, we think that, well, they need to cut the budget in one way. They need to cut the budget in the tax write offs are given to the wealthy. That's definitely true. They need to close those loopholes and allow the well and tell the wealthy to pay what they should pay. But besides that, the state has been cutting so much already. It is to the bone. So this money that is needed for the state budget is needed for education so that our public schools are adequately funded and our teachers and educators are paid right. It's needed for home care for seniors and people with disabilities who are in their homes. It's needed for nursing homes, which by the way, nursing homes, over 5,000 people in nursing homes, they just passed this number the other day, have now died because of COVID. 5,000 people, either residents of nursing homes or workers in nursing homes. And those are members of our union, many of them. And nursing homes need to be adequately funded and they need to have COVID prevention. And these are all institutions that are cut to the bone. 
Uh, you know, so if Andy Shuan wants to talk about, or whoever these civic people are, oh, we need to cut, cut, cut. There's been too much cutting, and the need, cutting needs to stop. Yeah. And we need money to pay these folks, and we need money to expand these programs, not cut them. These programs save money. They don't cost money. And the only reason we don't have enough money is because these uh, billionaires and millionaires are not paying their fair share. That is it. Well, he's also talking about the cultural reform. I, I talked about this with Amisha Patel when she was on the show. The cultural reform. Cultural reform? reform? To, what is that? Uh, I mean, the, the, culture, uh, the culture and the state of Illinois of corruption. And uh, I had a smile when, when he said that, uh, mm-hmm. Keith, because I don't recall uh, when Rauner and Raum we're passing that hat uh, to give over $2 billion to Amazon that uh, Andy Shore or anybody else in the good government community said, oh, we can't give any money to Amazon until we end the culture of corruption in Illinois. Yeah, no, I don't re- say that. Yeah, and they went, when, they, when they were doing the, the their Olympics, don't get mm-hmm. me started about Daly's Olympics, uh, I don't recall anybody from the good government community saying, I'm sorry, Mayor Daly, but we you can't have your Olympics until you clean up the culture of corruption in Illinois. They only talk about cleaning up the culture of corruption right. in Illinois when they want to save Kenny G from having to spend a little extra money on taxes. That's my right. thought. They don't want to they don't want to talk about corporate corruption, right? Because it's all it's all behind the doors, you know? It's all uh, what do they call it? Crime in the suites as opposed to crime in the streets. Yeah, yeah there should be a lot of uh, corruption should be cracked down on the corporate corruption in the state, which I mean, to me is manifested in this uh, in the fair tax that they will pay more now when the fair tax passes. That's the corruption that needs to be uh, stopped. They need to stop not paying their taxes. They need to stop all the crime that's happening in the suites of Illinois and they need to uh, actually pay their fair share. And so, you know, that, that, I mean, that's what gets me about these, their boards, you know, the Civic Federation, you know, the commercial club. These are all corporate business people. They're all making millions of dollars a year, millions of dollars. And they're not paying their fair share. They're paying 7% and we're paying 14 and 15%. That's not fair. And they need to pay. And so that's why, you know, I'm such a big supporter of the, the fair tax. All right, let's switch gears and talk about the effort to uh, defeat uh, Supreme Court Justice Thomas Kilbride uh, mm-hmm. from downstate. Hasn't it's gotten a lot of attention in the Chicago area because Chicago voters don't get a say in it. Uh, it's a straight up retention vote. So yeah, it's, it's mostly people- Western Illinois, right? Yeah, Western Illinois South, and, and uh, Southern Illinois. Uh, talk about the significance of Kilbright on the, uh, the Supreme Court. Oh, I mean, right now it's a 4-3 Democratic majority on the Supreme Court. If the Republicans take over and it becomes a 4-3 Republican majority on the state court, you're going to see a lot of things, a lot of lawsuits, just like you see. I mean, look at what's happening in the National Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Look what's happening now. The Republicans are backing all these uh, right wing uh, Amy Coney Barrett and uh, all these other um, right wing ideologues who are now dominating in the National Supreme Court. They just ruled yesterday that they can't um, uh, accept any ballots after Election Day in Wisconsin. 
They ruled, what, a couple of weeks ago that the census now had to stop counting people? That's what's going to happen in Illinois. And there's a lot of things in Illinois that could change. Like, for instance, like we talked about earlier, when the fair tax passes, right, I guarantee you the, these same um, vote no crowd will be putting in uh, lawsuits to try to uh, say it's not constitutional, even if the people, you know, vote for it and approve it and whatever. They will say it's not constitutional. And that's what will happen uh, in Illinois, just like it's happening now at the national level. So, yeah, we got to retain uh, Judge Kilbride. And Kilbride is a good person. I mean, he um, uh, was a lawyer for the United Farm Workers Union representing poor farm workers who were trying to organize a union. That's the kind of lawyer he was. He wasn't some lawyer, some big corporate, you know, like all these, you know, where these U.S. attorneys go in and become corporate lawyers after they, you know, get their headlines for uh, putting people in jail. They then go and work for these blue chip you know, firms and then make millions of dollars. That wasn't Kilbride. Kilbride was a labor lawyer who represented poor workers in his, as part of his practice. And so those are the kind of people we need on the court. We don't need these other lawyers that are just concerned about um, you know, how much money they're going to make once they get into the private sector. So, uh, and the Illinois courts are considered fairly uh, liberal on many decisions for workers, for communities, uh, for pensions, for uh, things like that. They, they have safeguarded by their decisions many things that working families hold dear, you know? And if they, if, if they try to get Kilbride off, Kilbride off and try to make it a Republican court, they will go in and they will challenge everything. They will challenge the right to even have a pension. They will challenge um, the right of workers in Illinois to organize. They will use every kind of tactic that they can use, and they will try to lower taxes for rich people. Mm. They'll do anything that they can. They'll try to get liability so that uh, you can't sue anymore. They will try to limit liability through the Illinois Supreme Court. They will try to make Illinois a, a state that's harder for person on the job to sue their employer. They will try to make it harder for somebody who wants to get workers comp if they get injured on the job or hurt on the job. They'll make it harder for them to get workers comp. Everything that working people have struggled and fought to get is in danger if Kilbride loses. Mm. All right, and uh, the tactic that they're employing to uh, defeat Kilbride, or at least uh, 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 to get lies. <laughs> well, lies. they're linking Those him the to Michael Joseph Madigan. Yep. Talk I'm about saying. your opinion uh, that using Michael Madigan as a tool against Democrats. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean it's like it's so ridiculous, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> you know. It's, it's just like to say that somehow uh, he is connected to Madigan because he's a Democrat and gets funding, uh, uh, and you know, not all of his funding, some of his funding from the Democratic Party of Illinois. What is wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. And what is wrong with um, uh, him getting money from uh, unions, which are financing his? These are unions are worker organizations who are fighting for their members, and not only their members, but for all workers and all working people to have higher wages. There'll be a $15 minimum wage in Illinois in the next couple of years because of the work of my unions and other unions. And those are the unions that are back in Kilbride, right? 
So in many ways, who, and that's another one. Once the $15 minimum goes, goes into effect in Illinois, I guarantee you, if there's a conservative court, they'll try to go to court to try to prevent the state from uh, being able to raise the minimum wage anymore, mm-hmm. right? So those are the kinds of things and the kinds of people that are backing this. If you look at, again, your friend Kenny G is one of the biggest uh, donations against Kilbride. I believe he just gave $2 million mm-hmm. to knock Kilbride out. He also gave money to, um, what's her name, Collins and some of these other uh, Republican senators that would allow uh, the U.S. Senate to go Democratic if we win them. So, so now, why are they donating so much money to beat Kilbride? It's because they want to protect, uh, they, they want to uh, curb what they see as a too liberal judiciary in Illinois. And they want to curb the power of workers and working people to actually get some justice mm-hmm. in the courts. And so that's why these guys are back in this, and that's why they're giving millions to the uh, vote. If you look at who's giving money to the vote against Kilbride, it's like these Koch brother people, you know, those organizations. If you look at a lot of the organizations that are against the fair tax, as well as against Kilbride, the Illinois Policy Institute, we didn't talk about them. Mm. They get all their money from the Kochs, and everybody knows who the Kochs are. They are the big oil and gas magnates in the United States, they make billions of dollars. Why are they trying to get rid of Kilbride? Because they want to have lax economic, um, excuse me, environmental regulations. Mm-hmm. They want to be have the ability to, you know, probably uh, put up oil derricks in Lake Michigan. Mm. You know, I wouldn't put it past them. They probably want to put up oil derricks in Lake Michigan, wherever they can find oil. They want to pump it. So that's the kind of people that are backing um, this campaign against Kilbride. So that's why, that's who they are. That's why they're doing it. Um, And that's why we need to fight them. All right, we'll close with some uh, predictions. Uh, Give us your predictions. Fair tax, Kilbride, presidential race. Go ahead, Keith. Hold on, hold on. Before we do that, can I add one thing? Go ahead. This is for your show on Kenny G. We have a chant about, you know, how to solve the deficit. I don't know if I've ever shared this with, it's like, what do you do about the deficit? Tax, tax, tax the rich. What do you do about the deficit? Tax, tax, tax the rich. It's the same thing about Kenny G. What do you do about the deficit? Tax, tax, tax Ken Griff. That's our champion. <laughs> what do you do about the deficit? Tax, tax, tax Ken Griff. You know, there's just something about my show that gets people <laughs> chanting, singing, rapping. Uh, Keith will now do his Bob Dylan imitation, blowing in the you wind. You got a lot of me <laughs> to see you are my friend. Anyway. You kind of turned him into like a Southwest Side politician at that end there. <laughs> yeah, you were going good. That's a great song, by the way. Positively. Street. I love that you know, song. Keith Kelleher, back in... Uh, you're from Long Island, right? Yeah, uh, I grew up on Long Island. Long Island. Yeah, young Keith Brooklyn, Keller. Brooklyn via Long Island. We, I was born in Brooklyn, then moved out to Long Island, then went back to school in the Bronx at Fordham U. Fordham. Huge Bob Dylan fan as a young man. All right, get, let's get those predictions. Okay, let's so go who, fair, who, tag. Who, who, who fair tax. Fair tax. Uh, Kilbride and uh, wins. and uh, president. Who's going to be our next president? Biden. 
Wow. Look at that. I wrote them all down. Folks, (laughs) go to Vegas right now. Put your money down. Put the money down. (laughs) Uh, Keith, are there any, you want to uh, give out any, uh, folks want to get involved to help the fair tax? Can you recommend any groups that they... Yeah, if you want to do phone phone banking, uh, you just can go on Grassroots Collaborative has a website. Uh, you can go on grassrootscollaborative.com. They'll have their number on there. You could send them an email um, and you could do some phone banking just like we've been doing and texting, uh, which has been uh, very successful. Uh, yes, I would go with the Grassroots Collaborative United Working Families. You can go through their website as well. They're also doing phone banking for the fair tax and... Uh, um, uh, they, I'm sure they would uh, want to use uh, any help that they can get. Absolutely. All right, Keith Kelleher, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. All right, young man? Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me, Ben. That's the great Keith Kelleher. I'm Ben Jarowski. Take care, everyone.